what time it is. It's time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed and it's time for Sean. It's time for Geeksters. And welcome to episode 285, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Oh, I forgot to push pause. <laughs> A little guitar <laughs> intro. All right. So, um, thanks for joining us. He is here in part two. We talk God of War. Yes. We talk Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. We talk news. We talk Aquaman. We talk Kratos. We talk Smallville. We talk Superman. <laughs> and then I leave off with a cliffhanger that you're... That you lucky folks who are listening to this for the first time won't have to wait for the podcast version because you're listening to a podcast version. That's right. But you'll see how I build Antissa patient <laughs> for it. Just so, want to get a stick sometimes. Just <laughs> Antissa clock patient. I actually, I was kind of hoping you'd go the you 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 go. You know what? I'm going to cut it off <laughs> and then start the episode and then come back with patient. <laughs> And thank you for the end. And <laughs> I was like, I, I I would have to have set that up with you beforehand. Yes. <laughs> and you wouldn't have been able to take that, oh, this would be a great moment. You know, I would have to go, Ed, what I want to do is this, Antissa, and then you cut the episode and go right into part two. <laughs> and then when we come back, instead of saying, welcome back, we'll go, I'm going to go patient. And then it just, <laughs> it would have it been beautiful, but I, I, it happens to be thick on the fly. Anyway, so why don't you sit back? And relax and, and enjoy part two and we'll you know we'll we'll see you at the end. It'll be legend And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. All right, so when we last left Ed and I Ed had two video game reviews. I only have one, but it's probably the same as Ed's. Yes, it is the same uh, one as the one you have. But uh first I'm gonna talk briefly why is your fix your microphone on the other one that I've uh I have. Uh, it's it's still Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, this past week, they announced the fact that there was the Ewok hunt um, that came to to, to uh, Wednesday before uh, God of War came out. That's the game we're going to review. And uh, I have to say, it was a lot of fun to play. I uh, I was if you start off as a stormtrooper. The idea of the, the 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 thing is that the Empire wants to get the revenge on the Ewoks that. Help, uh, help defeat them in the uh, Return of the Jedi movie. So they figured they were going to uh, hunt them down and uh, uh, get them. But unfortunately, the Ewoks have a different different take on it. And uh, it's, it's basically like dead of night on the moon of Endor. And you're running through this forest, and you've got a flashlight. It only lasts so much before it recharges again. So you're walking through, and then all of a sudden the light kind of goes out if you keep it on. Right. And you're walking around in the dark. And it's 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 creepy as if you're in in, the, in a forest and you hear like the that that you know like the the leaves being crumpled and you have no idea what it mm-hmm. is, and uh, it's you generally an Ewok and they they, they attack you and uh, so it's it's Star Wars version of a zombie attack in a way yes, yeah. and and the thing is once you die as a stormtrooper you come back into the game as an Ewok now def, you know defeating them there was like sixteen when you start well you every time I started it was sixteen it might have been more. Because it's usually like in the middle of the game every time I start it. And uh, you have to get them all before they leave. Basically, there's going to be a transport that comes to pick up the, the Empire, the Stormtroopers. And uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun because the, the Ewoks don't move around like they do in the movie. They're a lot faster. 
and they're a lot more aggressive. So it's a, it's a lot more fun to play with them, you know, cause they have the, they have the bolo, uh, right. uh, you know, things they can throw at the, the, at the stormtroopers. They have a horn and that's really creepy if you're like in the if you're a stormtrooper and you're walking around here and you're like, Oh crap, they're closed and you just go running. <laughs> cause that's what they tell you to do. If you hear the horn run, <laughs> So uh, and then of course once you're an Ewok, you can get up on the trees into their uh, um, homes. Basically, they're the all the uh, uh, scaffolding basically around the trees and run around and look down and find them. And you can jump on top of them. You don't lose any damage if you you know jump off and like you land and land on a, on a on a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, you you are the teddy oh, bear. Oh, you are the Ewok. Oh, of course not. Yeah, sure. You're landing on them. You're like die, and then you just you just keep stabbing with your with your with your stick, basically a, a sharp stick, and you end up killing them very very easily. The armor does nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> What's was, the point of having armor? Right, but it was a lot of fun. You're gonna knock that over again. It's not on there very tight. So the more you wiggle that, the, I'm watching it. Just don't touch it. <laughs> I can't not touch it. It doesn't touch this. All right, fine. <laughs> Fine. I'm not going to fix it again. All right. All right. Let's not teach out. (laughs) Teach out is later. (laughs) Anyway, so I recommend it if if you still have Battlefront 2, if you traded it in yet. Because I know a lot of people have kind of. I gave up on it. Right. A lot of people have given up on on Star Wars altogether, pretty much. And uh, I I still enjoy it. I got a free copy and I gave up on it. (laughs) I, I just, I can't stand the load time anymore. I can't, you know, it shouldn't, it just, it's, I'm like, a part of me is like, well, you know, the Ewok thing sounded kind of cute, but it, it, everything I'm reading on it, it's, it's like, they're trying really hard to be like, Hey guys, we're really, really sorry. Please come back. And it's like, sorry. Like I just, what's the thing. I mean, like all, all the, all the great shooters and all that, you know, the, all the great, like, you know, like call of duty guys have gone, moved on to other games. So now I get a chance to enjoy, right, so you and play to... this game, actually killing people. It's actually fun for me. Now, <laughs> you know, so. I'm like, yeah. If you're not that good, like I am, come back. It's fun. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. I mean, I, I want like every once in a while. I'm like, well, I, I could go in there because they got rid of all the loot crate stuff, where it's all you know, the purchases are all gone. They really mm-hmm. modified it to the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I can go. Hey, why not? Do I have time to kill? Wait. Uh, then all of a sudden, it hits me like that low time, that just to wait to get into a game or. Get out of a game. It's like, oh, I don't know. I'm used to it, I guess. I, yeah. I, I know, it doesn't bother me at all. Because it's like, I, I kind of always put the analogy now. It's like it's like bad pizza. You're still going to eat it. It's pizza. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not going to not eat pizza. Sure. It's just, you know, Star Wars. Nah, it's not that good of a Star Wars game. But it's still Star Wars. So <clears throat> enjoy. Yeah, I just hope they don't kill the franchise. They're trying to. Well, hey. a lot of people, of course, I think have got turned off since the last jedi movie as well that's the that's the, a lot of things i've been reading or, or actually watching on youtube and and i'm kind of thinking yeah okay really you know you guys are not going to go see the next movie like really? right, that's bullshit you know, everyone's going to see the next when, movie when, when, when they finally open the star wars lands in california and florida you're not going to go right you know like come on really it's no. it's the um, what do you call it oh well i'm going to go just to see how horrible it is and then you're still going yeah like you're still gonna throw that money out because it's not like you you walk in and go oh think about paying for it and then walk out and that enjoy it and they're like no they, if Disney already has your money they don't care if you show right. up or not. No, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like yeah, all right, I'm, I'm boycotting it. Really, you gonna go see it? No, shit. <laughs> all right, 
Hey, look, I see you. You decided not to show up, huh? <laughs> you know, my, I'm taking... My brother wanted to come, so I'm going with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, sure. At the end of the movie. So what you think? It was all right. Yeah, I mean, you liked it. You just don't want to admit to it. <laughs> all right, well, then... Uh, um, so then the other game... I finished Far Cry 5. Yes, yeah, so you said that. Um, earlier, so I got nothing really... The ending... There's three possible endings. Um, first one, spoiler, as soon as you start the game, just wait. Surprise, ending. Um, the second ending that I got, like I said, kind of was like a, holy crap, I can't believe that happened. And everyone I know has gotten the same ending, and they're just like, I did not see that coming. So, not any spoilers. But I was glad because I got to, you know, put that aside now and, and trade it in for God of War. So, you also picked it up. Yes. Tuesday. So what did you... Th- oh, Thursday. Thursday night, that's right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a Thursday release. So, well, review. <laughs> I liked it, and I didn't like it at the same time. Okay. And the didn't like it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I liked it more than I didn't like it. I liked it because the graphics are phenomenal. I have to say, this is probably the one, one of the better god of war games i've seen in a long time i mean you know, of course i mean you had, the, you had the the psp versions and the and the you know the the you know a, your graphics are limited for ps3 and ps2 so you go back to those game you know those days and you go yeah the graphics weren't good but they were good for that time because the, you know that's the best they could do this was phenomenal because it had like real life style to it which it was it wasn't as that kind of like you see the arm and it's kind of it's hard to explain but it looks robotic it has muscle on it but you kind of see like if at a distance it could be like any arm it didn't have to be kratos's arm it's kind of hard to explain when when they design the games because most of the time you see him at a distance when you're right. playing the games this is he's more close up and uh it, it looks more realistic and when you get those kind of more realistic, the controls usually suck. In this case, it doesn't. I mean, it's it's perfect. Like like when you swing that axe, you swing that axe. It's not like you're waiting for that delay for the you know for the program to run the axe like swing or the you know they The only thing I didn't like about it was the controls were different. Um, my muscle memory is every God of War game has been pretty much the same. There's you know there's the the different buttons were the different swings. Uh, you know, the like the, the uh, uh, L1 was blocked, which is still the whole, you know, still holds true. But then the rest of it, now this, the swings are the trigger buttons. Which you can is, change that. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, you know, it, it's in the options. Uh, well, you know, yeah. you, yeah, I just like, I just want to get in play. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to go, well, let me make this change. Let me change this. Can I change Kratos's face? No, 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 I, I, I wouldn't have known either because until someone told me today, like it was yesterday, actually, they were like, well, this is not what I'm used to, so I went and looked, and you can go to, like, original configurations where it's, like, circle and square and all that stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, because the first couple of battles I was dying because I'm I'm hitting the, the the triangle and the and the square button, and I'm, like, it's just, like, doing this goofy dance-looking thing that he's doing. I'm like, swing the axe, you moron! <laughs> swing! And I'm like, oh, it's the trigger. That's right. I got to do the triggers to get that, you know, to get it right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, now, now, I'm, now my muscles are starting to get used to it, so it's getting better and better as I play. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's, it's a little weird. I have to say that because he has a, he, he, no surprise. It's in the trailers. You know, so there's a child, his, it's his son that he's, uh, accompanying, is accompanying with in, in these journeys. And it's just weird to have a child with, with <laughs> Kratos who's very violent and very gory and very, you know, has sex and, you know, 
just quiet. I, I, I'm listening to your review. Yeah. I'm waiting. You know, you guys bitch at me when I talk over you, and I'm being quiet. You guys are all nervous. Well, you're not, but you're all like, I don't, I don't know what to I'm, do. I'm, Sean's I'm, actually paying attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. sorry. <laughs> I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for you to. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for you to be finished. Um, you know, uh, let me see. Yeah, I I didn't get as far. Um, like I said, Thursday I got the game. We watched the movie, and then I loaded it up, and I just made sure it worked. So I played like, right. a little bit of it, and I'm like, okay, it works. And I was tired, so I went to bed. Friday night, I really got into it, and it was phenomenal. I mean, uh, the like I said, every action sequence, and it, it gives you it, it, it. Like I did the story mode, which like is the top one. I, I probably the easiest mode out of all of them. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm assuming. Yeah. So like when I was playing that, so it, it gave you like okay, hit circle here, or, you know, or you know, do this and it, or, or you get to a point, but a lot of times though, was I would confront monsters, beat them. And then they would tell me after the fact what to do. Like, I thought that was funny. Like, I'm like, you already did it. <laughs> now you're, now you're giving me the tutorial of what to do. Like you should have done that before I started, but uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I did get the strategy guide, which was funny. Cause uh, when I was getting battlefront two, the whole, like, for the whole, like, whatever it was, every couple weeks I go in, any word on the strategy guide, and they're like, no, not yet, but they're saying that they're coming out soon, da, da, you know, and it never came out for Battlefront 2. And then we had a discussion. You said that strategy guides were pretty much done. They, they yeah, don't for the most part. part. And then, of course, that night when I picked it up, they're like, yeah, we got strategy guides. Anybody interested? And I'm like, wait, you have a strategy guide for that? Like, son of a bitch. Like, I would have bought it if I knew. But I did get it. They, they did sell it to me that night. And it because it, it is because there's one monster, there's a stranger that comes in, um, and you have to fight, and I couldn't defeat him. I couldn't figure it out. And then I read the book, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's how you beat him. You know, you have to do it from a distance, not up close. So I was then I once that was it. it was very easy after that. So what did you think? I mean, I mean, I I I, lo- I loved it from the from the get go. The moment I I loaded it up, um. For me, you can the the graphics are gorgeous, like you mentioned. Um, what I liked about it is there's moments where you can actually anybody who's a fan of of the the series, you can see the weight of his life in those eyes and in his shoulders. You can, mm-hmm. he, he feels like a man who's been through some shit and he just wants to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, he's like he leaves his whole world behind and it's, it's basically the Godfather three. Just when you think I'm out, you pull me back in, mm-hmm. you know, cause he, he wants to be left alone, mm-hmm. raise his son. And all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and says, Hey, I'm here on behalf of Odin. Let's go. Yeah. Now, unlike you, I didn't buy a strategy guide. I figured it out in the way. And, and that particular fight, I think lasted me like 20 minutes. You know, I won, yeah. but it was 20 minutes of being knocked through the air and going through rocks and going through trees and putting that guy through trees. And by the end, Kratos looked like shit, and I felt like how he looked. Because I was like, "Yeah, that was incredible." And I'm I'm playing the I would say the the normal mode, so where it's it's um, a little bit tougher. Uh, well, I would say yeah, I guess. I mean, it's not the because I think there's four settings: the the story mode, the normal mode, the hard mode, and the God of War mode, which yeah. is supposed to be like the hardest of the hard. Mm. Um, I, I thought it was great. You can kind of see like um it's a man who's trying very hard to put his past behind him mm-hmm. and to change for the better because he knew like there's a moment where he's talking to his son and you know 
they're supposed to go on this journey without giving away too many spoilers. And um, Kratos is like, you're not ready. Yeah. And the kid's like, you know, ins- insisting that he's ready. And Kratos is like, okay, well, throw a punch at me. You know, and he starts, you know, swinging at him. And Kratos blocks it and blocks it and blocks it. And, and basically taunts the kid. The kid gets angry, takes a wild swing. Kratos moves. Kid falls on his ass. He's like, that's why you're not ready. Yeah, you know, you gotta learn how to control your anger, and 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 like as the story goes on, Kratos is kind of a dick, though. I mean, because he's a Spartan, mm. so he's like, you gotta harden yourself to these things because there's I don't know how far you got, um, but there's moments where the there's a moment where something happens, and Kratos does the fatherly thing, like kind of comforts his kid, but then goes, you gotta turn that off. Yeah, like in order to survive in this world, it's either you or them. And I guarantee you, if it's them, they're not going to give a rat's ass about you. I, I, I got to that point. You know, yeah. So it's like you're like, fuck. You know? And it is weird to see the kid you know, kind of running around. But again, if you play the game, kid's a good distraction because he can stun uh, people. You got to know when you got to tell him to shoot at people. That, that, that's, that was the great part about that. I like that a lot. And it was, it was nerve-wracking at first because I thought I had to aim his arrows at <clears> the people. No, all you got to do is be locked onto that character. Right, and then you know? yeah, and it's automatic. And that was that was great about it because a couple times I've used them, you know, for it, and it was it was it was a great distraction because there was like a lot of monsters that you were involved with, and it's just like you have so many gotten at you, and you're like you might have two on you, and then like one you're targeting, and then hits that guy, and then you get him real quick, and you could turn around and get the next guy that you know and it's it's very like fluid in the in the motions, and that's what made it really great. I, I love the the. I I'm keeping it though you know right trigger uh right trigger hard is a hard hit top right trigger button is a right shoulder they call it is a light attack yeah my problem is it's it's basically you got to remember it's like it's Molnir it's once you throw the axe you got to call it back because yeah. there was a couple times where I threw the axe and forgot about it and I'm beating the shit out of people with my fist and I was like fuck where's my axe? oh it's right and I have to hit the button as I'm the more I'm playing, the more I'm remembering, and now more I'm like, oh well, let's try this because I know that even if I miss somebody and it's stuck into a wall, if I get that person in my line of sight and call the axe back, it hits them from behind. Oh yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, here's a little you know action, and then you meet somebody. I got like the the story itself is is very compelling, and I love how that when you swing the axe, there's that you like. A, how, basically how I'm describing it to other people is is the axe is probably it's weird because you're so used to chains and you're used to just button mashing. Yeah. And here you actually have to strategize. Mm-hmm. You actually have to think you, you have a shield that you can block. Yeah, yeah, you had it in the past, but this one's more effective because it gives you that moment of that your opponent's open. But when you swing that axe and you hit something, you can the programmers made it so you can feel that resistance mm-hmm. when you hit something. And it there's that moment when you rip the axe out and you can feel, you can almost feel the tear mm-hmm. uh, as it's coming out of a wall or of a person. It's, it's incredible how, how beautiful the game is too. And the thing is, is like a lot of the weaker monsters are towards the back and I've, I've, I've gotten to a move where I can throw the axe and right. return it and kill that person instantly because you hit him once and when it does the tear back to come back, it destroys them. So I'll go whap back, whap back, and yeah. three in the back, and then get the front three like just doing the normal normal combat. And it's just 
phenomenal. It's just so cool looking when you go, and it just comes right back, and it just, and it goes up in the flames. You're like, yes. Yeah, and of course, it's in typical God of War. It's it's kind of, it, it's, um, it looks open world, but it's very linear. Oh, yeah, it is very linear. Uh, but it looks like you can go anywhere. And you kind of do, like, it's it's typical. What I liked about God of War is you can start one spot and then walk around and all of a sudden find yourself back at the same spot, but from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, like, continuing on your journey. You're like, hey, I remember that. What I was like, too, is the kid, um, he helps you, like, he helps going, hey, no, no, we got to go over here. Yeah. Or um, helps you not find secret stuff because I'm, I'm you know, now I'm in the... Okay, well, let me go over here and oh, look, here's a mask, here's a toy. Like I'm collecting the the collectibles, right. and I'm like, all right, I'm it's I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's probably the best game I, I've. I mean, I've I've played a lot of games, and Far Cry was fun. It was great. It was probably the great the greatest of the Far Cry series to date. This got a war. I mean, it's getting tens across the board. Every every it's either nine and a half or nine point seven fives or even tens because the game is. Just so damn good. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, uh, kind of, I, 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 I'm, I'm worried because I thought the story would be good if it ends in a certain way. Mm. And I'm now kind of worried, like, if it's going to end that way, I'm being kind of bummed because I'm like, fuck, I'm really liking Kratos this way. Yeah. Like, I like the axe. I like the pain that he's feeling. I'm kind of interested in seeing the journey that he's going on through. I'm also like because when that stranger comes knocking on the door and I was like, oh, here's a guy and watching my fights going through and the seamless. There's no load time mm-hmm. like it went from cut screen, cut scene, fight, cut scene, fight, cut scene, fight. And it was just seamless. And I'm like, like I said, by the end, I was like, I had to kind of take a moment to go. Whew, holy man, yeah, that was tough. You got to stop because because actually there's save points automatic. There's not right. like you used to have to go find a save point right. and save there. And that's where you would start off the next time it actually saves because there's a brief moment where it pauses for a split second and you see it like it says saving real quick and it's gone and you're like you can also manually save too i found out too okay yeah so like right before a big fight if you want to make sure see classic let me just make sure because i came up to a fight the other night and i was like fuck i got my ass handed to me i'm like shit i gotta come up with a better strategy because i'm like now i'm thinking strategically because the axe, I'm like, okay, well, if I go for the head, does it do more damage? Or I see this thing on this person, which is kind of brighter than everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's like, hey, moron, aim here. It's a weak spot. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn how to throw the axe more effectively to be able to hit those spots and also not wait for it to land before I pull it back because you can throw it and in mid-flight have it come back to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can... I'm trying to learn how to wield the weapon better, like while I'm just hanging out with the kid, looking for chests and looking, for, trying to figure figure out riddles. I'm like, hold up for a second, just kind of throw it around like a yo-yo, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to get a feeling for it. Because when I first started, it was like, shit, I forgot to get the axe. Now I'm a little better with the throwing, moving, dodging. It's more, um, it's more. It's I think the fighting style is better because as great as as great as the God of War series was, it was button mashing. At its finest. Well, you it, didn't have to. There was. Yeah, you could button mash it, but there was a lot of like, it was a lot better to play the game if you didn't button mash it and you knew certain ways of playing those those, sure. those uh, uh, chains of, of chaos. Because 
they you could do a flow it like spin. It was almost like uh, I always thought people still laugh at me, but it was almost like they're doing that string dancing in right. the things that you'd see the the string going right. like that 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 world. And then you could do that with the change. You could do this spin move, and you're spinning, and you just kind of spin around like a, like a top through all everything. Right. And then and then, and then there's a, there's parts where you couldn't do that where you you know and you have to strategize them like how how do I how do I play this? And you could button mash your way through it and and still beat the game. But it was a lot better because when you got up to the gods, it was a lot easier to have a strategized sure. attack than versus just butt mashing away. Sure. Because sometimes it would take forever. Like I would remember when I fought Zeus, it took me like five times, right. six times to beat him because I button mashed my way through it. I'm like, no, no, I got to fluidly do this. I got to figure out a way, like a dance almost to figure it out. And then after that, I got him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like I said, it's right now, it's not even staying on our shelves at work. It legitimately is like, hey, do you got it? Yeah, I do. Here, it's been nonstop God of War coming through this place. It's crazy. I was like, and people were like, oh no, like I had a person today at work, told him about the game. He's like, nah, you're really not my thing. While he was there, he got a phone call from a friend, and he's like, no, I'm over, you know, here. And the guy's like, oh really, real? All right. And he's like, I got to buy God of War because my friend says I have to, now <laughs> because that's how good it is. And he yeah. never, he never recommends games. I was like, here you go, have fun. <laughs> You know, like, everybody who comes in, <clears throat> it's two conversations. Dude, did you get that ending on Far Cry 5? Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know, man. That's weird. And then, have you played God of War? Yeah, man. It's fucking great. You know? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's a really, really, really good game. So, I mean, if you can get an opportunity to pick it up, totally. It's worth totally it. Pick it's it up. so worth it. And you'll enjoy it uh, far far more than we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, uh, like, tonight when we get home, I'm going to, I don't have to be working until later. So I'm like, all right, well, then uh, I'll, I'm going to start a little wash, get some God of War in, and then, you know, hopefully maybe beat this giant-ass troll that I was having problems with earlier. Yeah, the, the only, the only like I said, the only problem, the only other problem I have is my wife wants to watch me play this one because she loves me watching to play the God of Wars, but she likes to tell me, like, what to do. I'm like, I know. Like, you get that moment, you're like, I know. Like, I'm, there's a reason why it's not happening the way it should. Right. I can't, I'm forgetting the buttons, you know, like, but uh, she's enjoying it as well, so that's fun. All right. Anyway, any? Uh, I don't think have you watched me play it. No. Yeah, you usually been asleep. I have other things going on right now, so between reading and doing schoolwork and sleeping at an appropriate time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last thing I got on my mind is video games these days. My poor Sims are dead. They're starving. <laughs> They haven't peed in four weeks. <laughs> well, well uh, since we are talking God of War, uh, apparently there is a certain uh, actor who wants to play Kratos in a mm. in a movie. Um, Jason Momoa is keen to play Kratos from God of War in a movie. Look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the first one to say I I don't dislike Jason Momoa as an actor. I actually quite thoroughly enjoy him. I have a problem with Aquaman, not the actor playing Aquaman. Okay. Him playing Kratos, totally can see. I'm in. It worked for Conan. Yeah, I know. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, 
he play he could play any shirtless you know right warrior. Right. I'm, I'm 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 just putting it out there because it's just like because it was always that thing where he he could have been Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the Galaxy. And what did he say? And he, he didn't want to do shirtless show movies anymore. He wanted to be more serious, take his more serious as an actor, and wanted to go into directing. And he directed, and it was a flop. And now he's doing. And he's oh now I'm Aquaman. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then, who isn't shirtless very often in it? By the way, he I, does, is wearing his very ugly armor that has no color to it. I mean, at least not orange. You're right. Okay, just want to throw that out there. You're right. Him, Drax is absolutely shirtless. Listen, I I think Drax is hysterical in right? the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I mean, his literalness is so stupid that it's funny, right? right. Like the joke lands every single time right. for me. But he's a shirtless idiot. Not not even an idiot. He's just too literal. You know what I mean? Like, right. th- that's what it comes down to. It doesn't take Batista acting skills to play right. Drax. You just, like, you just need a little comic timing. Right, which apparently can be learned. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jason Momoa is like, I maybe when he said, I don't want to be a shirtless I want something deeper. Maybe he meant I don't want to be a shirtless oaf who I, plays an idiot. You're absolutely right. Could which be. is not going to be the case with you're right. Kratos. He could have been misquoted. I sure. You know. I mean, I don't know. Don't talk about Bay. <laughs> okay, fine. You had to pick one: uh, Gordon Ramsay or Jason Momoa. Who? You, oh, Jason Momoa. Listen, Gordon's <laughs> up there in age. Okay, he ain't gonna be around very long. Jason, though, <laughs> have you seen his jeans? Are you sure? Not. Jeans is in his blue jeans, but like yeah. his chromosomes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, love Mr. <laughs> Gordon, okay? And he could cook, and I'm already chunky. Gordon's bad for me, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> because he's old, and I'm already chunky. And if I, I if I had Gordon, I would just get more. Ch- I would never stop eating if Gordon Ramsay cooked for me every day. I bet like, can you make me more food, please? <laughs> I don't even don't even tell me what it is blindfold me and just feed me okay and i'll never stop but jason though i might lose some weight fucking with jason (laughs) he would have you at the gym all the time that's what i'm talking about i've seen videos of like how active he is like with his kids who apparently are raised very in a very feral environment and he like sideways rock climbs right (laughs) not like regular just climb up the wall but like climbs out and upside down, like a monkey, like a spider monkey. <laughs> and his kids do it, and they're very active. Jason is a, be- a healthier choice. <laughs> Gordon is probably tastes better. <laughs> okay, for, well, for lack of a better term. Well, at a comic con last year, he was <laughs> Jason was asked he was familiar with the series of God of War, and he was responded, "Do I know God of War? Yeah, the guy with the white paint. I would love to play him. You know <laughs> what." I'm all trying. Maybe he doesn't want to play a shirt. The guy with the white paint. Yeah, but then sound like a shirtless uh, idiot, Jason. A fan went back to him and asked if Sony ever contacted you, would you consider playing him? The reply from Jason was simple, but enough to excite fans. Hell yeah! You know, I to be honest, I would totally see that movie. I mean, I would see it just because it's got a war. I mean, you know, I mean. I would love to see just the first video game based off of that. I mean, they could write a script off of that alone because that was the beginning of that of of that telling of that story is phenomenal itself. It starts right. out that he's committing suicide, right? You know, and the guy he says the gods of Olympus abandoned me and jumps off a cliff, and then he tells the whole backstory of how he got to that point, basically through that through that thing, and that would be a phenomenal 
sure. story. You know, they could. I mean, they have to you know, have a lot of action to it, but I mean, they'd have to. But there's not much they'd have to change into that to make yeah. it a great movie. It's how I got here. Here's my story of how I got here. Yeah, and then you can still end it up with you know, like, oh, well, here's here's Ares, and now you're not dying yet, but boy, and then you right because he doesn't die, you know? right? So it's like, all right, well, can't because there's actually, believe it or not, um, this this game is the eighth God of War game. Yes. Over a 13-year period. Yes. Question. Yes. Would you rather him play OG Kratos or new Kratos? Um, uh, I would have have to go OG Kratos. Only only problem is Momo would have to shave his beard. (laughs) Like, all of a sudden, womp, womp, womp. I mean, the new Kratos, you know, the bearded Kratos... What I like about this, the, the new game is he looks like he looks old. I mean, he looks like a guy who's been through some shit. It's not like with the creators of the other games because of the graphic capabilities of the PS3 yeah. and then the PSP. It was shiny Kratos. It was young, healthy, virile. And this guy looks like a guy who's been like, uh, wakes up in the morning and goes, I, oh, it's going to be a long day. Like, yeah, yeah. kind of feel my, like, my, my hips are already hurting me. You yeah. Know? Like, you know, you can kind of see him limp when he walks. You're going, uh, and that that scar looks a little more faded than it usually does. Yeah, and you can see the crow's feet on his eyes. You're going, that's guys. So I think Jason Moe, you have to age Jason up a little bit to get mm-hmm. to that part. But I mean, if you do young Kratos, and then if the movie would be a hit, which I think it would be, um, eventually, like by the third movie, maybe you could have him look a little older, you know, and then put a pause on it, and then come back like ten years later, and he's yeah. like. Um, Kratos again, this time in the Norway. You know, yeah, I was saying you could do, you could, if you if you followed the whole video game, which I know they won't, but if you follow the whole, they could do one, two, and three, and then just go to this new one. Then I'll have to do the Ghost of Sparta or uh, Chains of Olympus because uh, they were just side quests, uh, not really side quests, but they were they were not as prominent games uh, through it. And the other one's like a phone app, which was like another like basically side adventure uh, of of uh, Kratos. So those three you could skip out completely and just jump into the Norse one as he's been through a lot of shit because those first three movies would show the shit that he's been through mm-hmm. and had to have the bearded, you know, older, you know, Kratos. It could be like the, the Logan, you know, uh, right. of, of the X-Men series, but the, uh, you know, the God of War series, you know. So it would make it, it, would make it neat. It would make it interesting. Um, all right, well, let's go from one superhero actor yes. to another. Okay. Superman. All right. Okay. There's been plenty of people playing Superman over the years. Yes. All right. Did you know that they're all friends? They're on like a little club together? No. No, I did not. Okay. Tim, do you know who Tim Daly is? Yes. Okay. He was on Wings. Nice. Okay. And he was the voice of Superman. He's the couple. voice of Superman. Well, him and his son have both played Superman in, in time. They Actually, it's called uh, The Daly Show. <laughs> and every once in a while, they do videos where everybody who's ever played Superman has been in like a little comedy sketch. Okay. Um, there is one. My favorite one is um, Tim Daly calls um, his having problems because his, his well his son calls Michael Rosenbaum because um, he played Flash in the Justice League TV show. Right. And he comes over because Tim Daly is still trying to play. He thinks he's Superman, and so he's kind of running around all being all funny and Superman like, but it's still his dad. And right. he calls up Michael Rosenbaum and. He's like, he comes over and he's like, why well, I played the Flash. I couldn't be able to help. And next thing you know, the two of them are playing like little kids. And then he's like, and they call Nathan Fillion. And next thing you know, they're all like laying in a bed pretending they're flying. 
you know, because he's like, oh, I play Green Lantern, you know, like, right. you know, and apparently it's been like a thing because um, him and uh, Brandon Ruth, Dean Kane, they all kind of hang out and uh, have a little fun. I, if you never get, it's called The Daily Show. And it's uh, the Daily Superman. It's 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 a fun series if you ever get a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason why I bring it up because because someone I saw in a news article, like people were like, "Hey, they all know each other because uh, they hang out every once in a while." I, like, I just thought it was I fun. Mean, you, you, you kind of figure, you know, if you you would always talk to the previous Superman, you know, like like how did you <sighs> approach this role, you know, kind of thing, and, and you know, get pointers, you know, because being that iconic character. Uh, you would you would tend to go like, well, how did you do it? Like, how how did you deal with this? Or how did, you know like that kind of thing? They would they would give you the they get a pointers on on playing it, or maybe like, well, they don't want you to play it that way, so I'm going to ask you how you did it, so I can totally avoid that like those emotions or that right you know way of playing it, so I can play it as a different type of character. Well, actually, it does go back to saying that it, it's a tradition that you just mentioned because when Christopher Reeve took the cape from for uh, Richard Donner's film. Mm-hmm. He had to share the role with another actor, Jeff East, who played teenage Clark Kent. Uh, this brought up a bit of a rivalry between them, and East, who's still alive yeah. right now, said he was extremely upset that they hired me to do the younger part. He wanted to play the role of young Superman as well, and I said, Chris, I'm not going to take away from you. You're great in this role. Relax. Um, Reeves handled the competition by challenging East to a game of chess every day on the set. Every morning, Reeve would pick up East from his hotel in a limo, take him to the set, and tell him, see him a little bit. We're going to play chess today. Then East would go to Reeve's trailer, play a game, and lose. He's like, he beat me every time, he said. <laughs> <laughs> and But little did he know, like when Reeves himself ran into Superman uh, later on, he didn't feel the same rivalry any longer. Then Christopher Reeve played a guest role in Smallville. Yes. Where he played, he told Tom Welling um, basically all these funny stories about figuring out how he would fly and crash in the walls. I Reeve stole, once told Tim Daly that wearing the suit wrecked his wrecked his skin somehow and gave him a horrible rash. Uh, like May Day said, maybe he was allergic. Like you know, <laughs> um, so it's like this nice little bond. It seems to be like these guys actors have like a kind of like do the Batman have this? Like no, <laughs> you don't think so? No, you're like I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm the best Batman. All the Supermen are all like, no, we all get together every every uh-huh. Sunday and have of lunch. Of course and... they do. That's totally <laughs> All the Supermans, I guess I can't say Supermans because that's like an actual thing, right? The Supermen. I mean, I mean, sure, they're all actors who play Superman. I know, Superman. I know, but in, in the comics, isn't there a Superman? Well, there's That's a... what happens after death Superman, right? Right, well, there's the rise of Superman where there's more okay. than one person saying that I just Superman. wanted to make sure that I wasn't saying all the Superman, because I don't mean comic rise of the Superman. No, 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 no. I mean all the actors that right. have played Superman. <laughs> of course they would all get along and be like buddy buddies and have like Sunday brunch and mimosas. Because the Batman, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, now, now we're getting too ridiculous. Now the Batman, they have their own Batcave. They, hate they, each other, they hate each other. They look at the abyss of the Batcave, wearing the rubber suits, going on, oh, Batman. Just Ben Affleck's going. Oh, I really hate that Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> Has he ever said otherwise? I don't know. Exactly. I don't think they all say like they're going to make it's, their own. Exactly. Michael like, Keaton's there, you know. Right. At what point did they say, yeah, I talked to Adam West and I talked to Michael and I talked to Val and I talked to <laughs> Will mention George. George. Sure. At yeah, what but, point did they but, say, yeah, we're friends? But I mean, I'm, I, 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 know, I know this is going to sound bad because I, I, I don't really want to lump them all as a group. <laughs> but like most of, most of the people who played Batman were kind of uh, – uh, 
you know, like like they were they I'm the star. Like 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 sure. I am I am it. I am Batman. I am the one. I am Batman. Oh, yeah. Like divas. Yes, divas. Oh, that's total it. prima donna. So that's I like mean, seriously. So it's like you you can't get a bunch of prima donnas in a room. Oh no. And they right. would kill each other. Right. You know, kind well, of. Well, Batman himself is kind of a fucking prima donna. So exactly. I mean, right. he's a drama queen. <laughs> my parents are dead so are mine right. so are mine we're all Batman our parents are dead we just suck I'm just gonna go in this corner and mope right <laughs> go to listen to some death metal and you know hang upside down while I sleep <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Michael Keaton you wanna get nuts let's get nuts and you know Michael Keaton was like swear to me <laughs> and, and, and Ben Affleck's like, oh, something's bleeding. Oh, <laughs> I'm not hating on the Superman actors for getting together. I think it's kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like in a, <clears throat> a cutesy, fun, like boys club right. kind of way. Like normally I would talk shit about Superman because I'm in the Batman camp and you're either one or the other. Right. But I actually think it's kind of cute that all the actors got together yeah, and I, did I, their little thing or whatever. I think it's got something to do with maybe trying to break the, the, the curse of Superman in a way. Because there used to be like uh, a curse that the people who played Superman didn't end. Yeah, they didn't. Doesn't really, end well. Doesn't end well for the people who play Superman. So I think that probably it's some way to kind of negate that that bad karma by so saying being yeah. friends changed fate. That's probably, like, yeah, maybe. Who sounds knows? Sounds like a Superman thing to do. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, it does. They're they're super friends. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I want to be a, say something asshole. <laughs> like cleanse the palate. All right. Well, something. you know what? Since we did talk Smallville, yeah. Um, did you ever watch the show? I watched uh, up until season eight, I think it was, and then yeah. I kind of left. I mean, it, it was funny because at that time we would I would watch it with my brother, and then uh, when I got married and all, and I, was, I had my own place. We would call each other afterwards and tell how horrible it was. Like, <laughs> I mean, still watch it a week, so it wasn't that bad. It was just like, oh, this plot hole there, and whatever right. this, da da da, these characters, and and it was just, it was just, it was just kind of ridiculous. But you go, you still watch it because it was good. I mean, it was, it was a sure. good show, you know. But I just kind of felt the bandwagon. I think like after season eight, because I had other things. I guess I, don't I know. know what happens. I mean, when the show's on for eight years, like look at Smallville, uh, Supernatural. Sorry, it's starting with season fourteen. Yeah, I, I fell I've, off three years ago because yeah. I just don't have the time. Like I watched the Scooby Natural episode this this year because I really wanted to see how well they were going to incorporate Supernatural and Scooby Doo, and it was brilliant. It was it was great. But the, you know, but in Smallville, I mean, if you think about it, it wasn't for Smallville. Shows like Arrow, Flash probably wouldn't it yeah, helped, right. la- exactly. helped lay the yeah. ground rules. Right. And I remember watching the going. Okay, well, they always add these interesting little twists to the characters. Like I remember. They had great cliffhangers. Like, the season finales were always these, like, going, oh, my God, that's, like, the one where Clark turns into bizarro Superman. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, how, that's awesome. Like, that's great. And how are they going to get out of that one? And they usually wrap it up the next episode, which is the season opener. Mm. But for that time, you're going, that's a great ending. I can't, you kind of hooked me in. Just when I thought I was out, you pull me back in, you bastards. You know, in but in, but they also added the teen angsty stuff. Like, you know, of course, Lana Lang and, you know, Clark had a best friend, Chloe, who kind of had, you know, a crush on Clark and all that kind of stuff. Right, and right. then later on in the show, Chloe hooked up with Green Arrow, not the Green Arrow from the Green Arrow show, but a different Green Arrow. It was more, more, he was kind of more Bruce Wayne than Batman. Yeah. You know, 
And they turned him to Aquaman. Right. They, for that one, they were going to they were going to make him Aquaman. That show didn't, took nowhere. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, "Sorry, you're out." <laughs> now Jason Momoa, ladies and gentlemen. But the reason why I bring that up is because Ed Smallville actor Allison Mack is charged with sex trafficking. I've been trying to bring this article for weeks, <laughs> and there was so much information. It was just mind blowing, and I'm like, I was surprised. And then what's I don't think you there's does it have the other actors? This is updated uh, April twenty first because there's there's a second actress involved. Well, Kristen Couric uh, yeah. apparently at one point in time. Okay, for those people who know Kristen Couric was played Lana. Yeah, Allison Mack played Chloe on Smallville. So yes. they worked together. Yeah, they were involved in this in in this. You might want to say like a offshoot of a, well, for lack of a better term, it was a cult. It was a cult, yeah. You know, it was called Nexium, I think, at the time. Yes. Or, um, You're yeah. right. No. Um, yeah, I'm looking I'm paraphrasing here. And Kristen Kirk actually wound up leaving. Alice and Mac did not. Right. And apparently it went, okay. <laughs> um, she was charged Friday with this past Friday with sex trafficking for involvement in a purported women's empowerment group that federal prosecutors say sexually exploited its members. Um, she was arrested in Brooklyn, New York this past weekend in, in, by the FBI and was arraigned in federal court. She was charged with trafficking, trafficking sex trafficking, tra- trafficking conspiracy, and forced labor conspiracy in connection to her role with the group Nexium. Uh, her arrest follows that uh, the group leader, Keith Rainier, uh, who was arrested back in March 25th in Mexico. Mm-hmm. She apparently was there. Um, I guess that she, they kind of let her go, I guess. Well, yeah. they, 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 I think at the time it was like he was the he was the guy, so they got him. And they don't know who else was involved in what way. Like They didn't know if she was a victim or if she was a part of it. Right, you know, at that time, like that—that's that—that was the question that that they st- were still probing this. They were still investigating, but as of right now, they had enough on the leader to arrest him. Right, like, and since March 25th, there was rumbling saying that she might have been more connected than just as a uh, as as one of the members. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says though that if convicted, both of them each face a mandatory minimum sentence of 15 years in prison. Oh um, wait, huh? I thought she was always hot. <laughs> you know what? Looking back, she was a little bit of a freak, wasn't she? She just seemed to be like that that quiet. Like, oh, right, 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 enough, right enough freak. Not crazy. Yeah. But right enough freak. <laughs> like, Kristen Carrick, you know, she was the, the she was the lovable, like, you know, Lana Lang. She was real pretty, and she was, she seemed like She that. got my fucking nerves. Well, she, she, was the, she was the heart of gold girl. Chloe was the dutiful friend who would, you know, stand by Clark's side the whole time always pining for him and you're just going she'd be dirty you just knew it yeah and then sure enough bang she is you know who knew uh it's like it described um nexium basically as a pyramid scheme that charges participants thousands of dollars for quote-unquote inspirational executive coaching courses and encourage them to pay for additional courses uh, and recruit more members in order to rise through the ranks of the organization in 2015 Rainier allegedly started his own secret society within the group, supposedly devoted to female empowerment, in which he coerced women into master-slave relationships. The federal complaint alleges that he was known as the Vanguard, uh, had women branded with, design, with a design that incorporated his and Mac's initials. She was identified at the time as an unnamed co-conspirator. Yeah. I'm like, fascinating. It is. Who, I mean... 
Like I don't, I've read this story several times, and it's just it was mind blowing every time you wrote because you 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 find that hard to believe. Like this actress could do this kind of stuff, and you go, "Is this real?" Like, and you go, "Apparently, it is." The problem is, it's a shame that she's probably gonna go to jail because she could play herself in the movie version of this. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm, it's it's um, it's like okay with seeing how I just finished a game about a cult. I'm like, this is incredible. I was like, according to the, she directly or implicitly required her slaves to have sex with him. In return, Mac is alleged to have received financial and other benefits from him. Um, in a state re- statement released Friday, vict- um, victims were asked to contact the FBI to help the investigation or what the agency characterized as an inconceivable crime. Inconceivable, Ed. <laughs> inconceivable. I don't think you know what that means. Um, he allegedly left the United States in November for Mexico um, under after authorities began interviewing witnesses and victims in connection with Nexium and the sex club. Uh, he was apprehended at a $10,000 a week villa near Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, where he was said to be <laughs> living Puerto with... Puerto Vallarta, <laughs> where you can go vacationing. I think uh, Wheel of Fortune members yes. have <laughs> have gone to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> Where uh, you can go with the sex lord. <laughs> apparently, he was said to be living there with several women and also uh, circulated that Mac was present at the time of his arrest, which I think I saw a video of her actually in the background somewhere. Uh, and then here you go. Um, outside of the Albany base, Nexium has uh, an active community in Vancouver, British Columbia, where numerous television shows are filmed. Battlestar Galactica actress Grace Park and Nikki Klein and Smallville stars Kristen Kirk were members of the organization at one point. However, Park and Kirk have since cut ties, with the latter leaving the group in 2012. Uh, Kirk, who played Lana Lang on Smallville, released a statement last month following his arrest, clarifying her own involvement in Nexium and denying that she was ever part of his quote-unquote inner circle or helped recruit women as quote-unquote sex slaves. Um, and then she goes on her about a little, her little, she's like, I'm horrified and disgusted with what came out about, um, about DOS now, I think it's called, uh, um, it's, uh, the, it's now it's called DOS, an acronym for Latin phrase that loosely translates the Lord slash master of the obedient female companions or the vow. Uh, they were coerced in providing collateral pro- compromising materials such as nude photos or damaging personal information about themselves, family, friends, that they would be released that they were told to anyone about it. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I got questions. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. So I had to Google some things about Smallville. Okay. okay. It came out in 2001 and uh-huh. it stopped in 2011. It was 10 yeah. seasons, not eight. That's beside the point. Yeah. I was 11 when Smallville came out, right? Yeah. My people are Batman fans, so we weren't like rushing. Sure. My mom and dad weren't like rushing to watch Smallville. Right. Okay. It is what it is. I'm not hating on the show. Apparently, it was a great show it was a and great a lot show. of people loved it. So that has nothing to do with it. I don't know who any of these people yeah. are. I never watched Smallville. I never seen like a character to know like, oh, that girl's uh, undercover right. freak. <laughs> that girl's not like I. I don't know any of that. So my questions have nothing to do with Smallville. Actually, my questions have to do not even necessarily about the two girls involved. Yeah, be, with Batman in the show. No, <laughs> no, no, it's gonna no, be the no, question. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. It has nothing to do with the TV show. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. The dude that got yeah. in trouble in Mexico. Yeah. So the group. Help me out here. The first thing he got charged with was a pyramid scheme where they asked you to send them money. Right. And they were going to teach you how to be great. Right. Basically, right? Isn't that what Scientology does? 
I, yes. Okay. Isn't that what any religion really does? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Eh. Uh, you know. Um, I'm not asking about it. Right, 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 right. It's illegal to run that kind of scheme. I mean, it kind of, sorta. Why does Scientology get away with it then? Because they call it a religion? Because I'm if glad oh, you oh, asked. Okay, cool. uh, he would have been able to answer that better name because he, he watched the, all that, that, that stuff. That, yeah. I, I'm fascinated with Scientology. I've watched every documentary. <laughs> I feel like I'm an expert, <laughs> and I'm going to let you all know. Okay. Anyway, um, no. Uh, what ended up happening was is that uh, L. Ron Hubbard, who created the texts for Scientology, uh-huh. he basically started out and. Before he could get any charges against him, he got on on ships and mm-hmm. he ended up sailing in, like in Europe and you'd go port to port and basically trying to find members. And basically it was it was weak minded individuals and they developed mm-hmm. a machine and they would ask you a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And it, those questions would be like, you know, like, how, to, how, how was your family life? Or, right, and right, if right. anything they could find that you were kind of like, I don't know, or, you know, they didn't really talk about that was a problem that Scientology could help you. And then for this book, and it was started out like fifty bucks, real low kind of amount. Right. And then as the as you went further and further into the religion, the more you paid. Ultimately, though, you were paying for them to make you great. Right. And okay. and it was a pyramid sure. scheme. So so basically, like like the exact same thing as this right. so far. So right. the FBI was investigating this. Oh, so they were getting in trouble for right. this. They were okay. Got there it. Wasn't, got there it, got wasn't it. there wasn't they were getting in trouble. They were the they, they were looking into it very quietly, looking into it. Okay. okay. They weren't very. You know, open about it. They weren't making press statements. Eyebrows about it. were raising, though. Right. So okay. somebody, okay. somebody. So what's up happening is, is that um, the uh, IRS has found him for uh, income tax uh, fraud, and then basically the the money that they were you know getting were you know the, there's there's a whole thing with the IRS. So Elrod Hubbard went to him, go look, I can get all my members to. Uh, put cases against the IRS. You'll get thousands of cases. And at the time, the IRS couldn't handle it. Right. And he goes, I can make that all go away if you tell, if you say that our Scientology is an actual religion. Okay. Okay. And the IRS. Which means no taxes. Right. right. No taxes. And that all that scheming would go away, basically, because now it's a religion. It's not okay. considered a, a pyramid scheme. So that's the difference, is that Scientology says they're a religion. This doesn't. doesn't right, right. well Got yeah it. and it, at the time though it, i think it was they were looking into the nexium part of it and they discovered the sex the human trafficking part right 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 you know? that's not his first charge though no the first charge you said is for the whole pyramid scheme thing or whatever his second thing that he is being charged with is the sex trafficking right but that one I, I would i would say that in the in the fbi's eyes the whole pyramid scheme small potatoes Compared to this whole human trafficking thing, so I think they're well, real. Just, just like like with Al Capone in Chicago, they couldn't get him with the murder, right, the, the, right, the right. prohibition stuff. They got him with tax evasion. Right, that's basically what it was, <laughs> and, and that's the, what he ended up. The funniest part of Al Capone, right? Yeah. The, you know, that's why he ended up in, in prison was because he he didn't uh, um, he he wasn't smart enough to to get the tax evasion. Well, actually, they they caught a bunch of his, his uh, uh, accountant right. and all and deciphered the, the ledgers that they had. So he, that's the only reason why he's in jail. All the bootlegging and all the right, other, right, other right. illegal crimes that he was done, he was never charged for because they couldn't get him on those charges. Right. They so could, never could tie him. Clearly, to what they did was they investigated this whole pyramid scheme thing and then found more. Right. What okay. they said was that his intersection with the, the Das women uh, were operated with levels of women of slaves headed by masters, alleges the U.S. attorney. Um, he says the slaves were expected to recruit slaves of their own, thus becoming the masters themselves. Who in turn owed services 
is not only to their own masters, but also the masters above them in the Das Pyramid. Right, right. All right, Ramirez stood alone on top of the pyramid. Other than Rainier, all, mother, all other members of Das were women. Mac is one of the women in the first level of the pyramid immediately below him. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Card Filey, she was directly or implicitly required her slaves to have sex with him. In return, Max is alleged to have received financial and other benefits from him because of it. Okay, so the only other question that I have, yeah. and I'm going to try to say this as nicely as possible, I swear I am not victim blaming here. I'm really not, okay? All right. Truly curious how this came about. So did they, like, kidnap people? Or was it like, hey, come be a part of our club? And the girls were like, ooh, this could be fun. And then once they got in, they thought it was too much. Now, I'm not saying that anyone should be forced to do anything sexually that they don't want to do. Consent is very important, okay? <laughs> right. Please do not come at me with pitchforks. However, I, I'm just curious as to, like, how this came about. Well, I think the, I think the, the, the start of it is... Who you are as an individual, you're very strong-willed. I, I clearly, anybody who listens to the show, that you're very I mean, yeah, strong-willed. So I, I think that the the crux of it is is that these are people who are looking for something. And there's somebody out there, him or, or Mac in, in this sure. case, who kind of go, come with us. We have the answers you need. But in order to get those answers, we need something from you in return. Well, that's what I'm asking. You know? Is did they kidnap involuntary people, people who are not volunteering to participate in these things, or did they have people who initially volunteered and then realized, oh my god, I don't want this anymore? Well, Where they should have been well, let out at that point. Well, so I, I can't speak for this group, but I can speak for Scientology. What ends up happening is is that you get into a part where you're signing contracts, right? Okay, and right. you think that you can fulfill every right. level of it. And what ends up happening is if that if you do a, like a certain program and you don't fulfill that part of the program, mm-hmm. like you don't get anything out of it, mm-hmm. you have to start all over again. Sure, sure. And you have to and you have to pay every time. It's not like, oh, you know what? I, I have the books. No, no. We, you have to start all over again. Like right. You, you and at certain levels you can go back, but sometimes you can have to start away at the beginning. And people are after a while because they feel things. They 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 get an interaction. So it's it's. Probably when they did the, the empowerment groups, when they started with that, it was that it was just giving them money. They got they got like workbooks or whatever. They got a, a conference that they had somebody do a, a, a speaker to give a, a speech or, you know, a, con- a conference to talk about things. And they did these these workshops. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's that's how it starts. And so as they feel more empowered and more like into it, it goes further. Like how much more empowered can I get? Right. Like, like how much further can I get into this? Right. So you end up spending more money. And then it becomes this thing where it's it you get dis- disillusioned with the whole thing and you're just kind of like wowed by it. Like it's just like kind of like seeing stars in your eyes and you sure, just don't sure. see anything else. And you're and all of a sudden now he goes, if you want to be really empowered, here is our grand leader. Right. If you have sex with our grand leader, right. the more empowerment you will get. So it's a believable thing that sure. you go, right. you know, you know what? I got this far. I feel so empowered because certain things went their way. Like, right. you know, like, uh, uh, with it's like, well, they told me everything else that came true. Right. Right. I got you. I got so, you. So now they, they believe it. And they, they're, it's, it's such a belief for them that if they do this next step, if they make that next leap of faith, that they're going to get that. And all of a sudden now that doesn't happen. Right. So now you, now you feel disgusted because what you sure. did. Sure was something that you wanted to do because you thought you were going to get something out of it. Now you didn't. And you right. go, 
what the fuck? And you want out. And, and then all of a sudden he didn't let them out. And then that's all of a sudden you, you, you go back and you start thinking about things. You go, well, it was just luck that this happened that, you right. know, like it wasn't that this empowerment got me there or maybe it did. Maybe if I spoke up at work, I got a, you know, a raise or got yeah. a promotion, you know, those, right. those kind of things. So some things could work in your favor because you were more of a, of a more empowered person. Sure. So uh, that, yeah, I would say you had the, um, the, the, what do you call it? You felt empowered because you had people saying you can do this. You can do sure. this. You can go and ask for that raise. You're worth more than they're paying you, and you should know, and you should feel that way, and you should be. Able, and then you go, you're right, I am. And you go walking in, you ask for that raise, and you get it, and you want to credit the fact that they talked you into it, but all you had to do was really talk yourself into it and be um, the the power of positive thought. Yeah, in a way, I think where it turns really bad is it's like maybe where the the human trafficking part comes into play might be more on along the lines of. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what's going to zob you? I think you're a very beautiful woman. You know what we're going to do? We're take photos of you naked, and then you know to show you how beautiful you are in the eyes of the world, and blah blah blah. And then ten years down the road, or six months down the road, the girl's like, they're like, well, you want to have sex? We're going to have you go fly overseas and have sex with this guy. And she's like, no. And they're like, well, you know those photos that you took? If you don't do this, now we're going to put them Is out. Is blackmailing one of the charges that? Yeah, it's kind of it's in there. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. like they were they were being if they didn't do this, they were going to be threatened that the information that they provided would be used against them. Right. So in a way they were coerced into having sex, possibly having allegedly having sex with people. I want to I say, guess it's like the master-slave relationship part of it that's confusing me. Normally to speak, a master-slave relationship is very consensual. Right. Extremely. So much so that it's built on the consent, right? right. Of, of a normal traditional master-slave um, in a sexual aspect kind of relationship. That throws me off a little bit about this whole thing because they must... Well, the, I, I I am using... When I say master-slave, they are putting quotes around it, so it's the best way that they probably can describe... Like Potentially. Right. It could have very well been a very uh, BDSM master-slave situation. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I right. didn't listen to the conversations. I don't know if they're using that as like a a pimps and hoes right. um, thing, or as a literal master slave relationship, whatever. However, the case right, right, may right. be. Um, so I guess that's like what's throwing me off because I'm like, well, they must have consented to be um, a part of some. I'm thing? sure there was a level of cons- uh, consent at least at in the some- beginning, right? And then at some point, it went to. I'm not going to do that. Right. And then they went, well, you are because. You've... And that's where they fucked up because when the girls wanted out, they should have let them out. And they didn't. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I'm I'm probably sure. I, I They don't give I mean, you a. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, don't you don't have you like a, a transcript. <laughs> There's no. And this is when it all went bad. Dun, <laughs> right. dun, dun, in the storyline. I need a Reels TV document about it. Lifetime <laughs> will do it in a couple years. I can't trust Lifetime. <laughs> I can't trust them. It needs to be like um, investigation discovery or or Dateline to be I can't trust Lifetime. I'm sure it'll be a plot line on a, a Law and Order a SVU at some point. <laughs> I want out so bad. I'm no longer consenting to Law and Order SVU, and it just won't let me go. <laughs> we can sue them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> um, well, since we're talking about Superman, I got one last story for you. Did you know Man of Steel? Segway. 
It was supposed to be a one of a five part story. One of a five. Five. Uh huh. Who Accor- are the other four? <laughs> according to this article, uh, it says if anything we've learned has gone according to plan, Man of Steel would have been the first of five DC movies from Zack Snyder. All right. Okay. It was um, DC animated director and concept artist who worked on the DC movies, Jay Oliva, uh, tweeted that, and we've seen a couple of his his uh, his animated movies. Yes. Um, it, it tweeted out that Man of Steel was supposed to be a chapter one of a five chapter story. Okay. Um, Man of Steel was never meant to have have had a sequel because it was supposed to be a chapter one of a five chapter story. Um, Notice how Batman v Superman follows exactly after Man of Steel. It's like book two of Harry Potter. Oliver okay. ex- uh, replied. Uh, he then confirmed four of the five movies that were supposed to be released has a fan question. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League, Justice League 2, and question mark. And his response was, yep. Zack Snyder departed the film in the Justice League, which saw Joss Whedon take over to finish. Uh, we can get the fifth movie could have been a, a solo Batman movie. That's what that's a hypothetical situation. Okay. Um, regarding the Man of Steel sequel, it said that the new Superman movie is presently in development, but whether it's Man of Steel two is currently unknown. Um, you know, this person's guessing that if another Superman movie is made, it will be tilted something different. Since Zack Snyder will not be a part of it, and is no longer attached to the DCU. Uh, future appearances of Superman and Harry Cavill could come in the upcoming Shazam movie and even possibly Dwayne R- Johnson's uh, Black Adam solo flick. Rumors also have it that the real uh, reason there was no Man of Steel 2 was because the first one didn't hit a billion dollars in the box office. Shortly after the release of Man of Steel, which had a pretty huge opening, there was talk of Man of Steel 2. However, the movie faded away from the box office and only brought in $668 million, which is sad to think that that much money was like... Yeah, it's not the way we thought it was going to work. Uh, yeah. You know, um, <laughs> swung the other way apparently. <laughs> right. It 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 said that prior to Comic Con, the idea to do a Batman v Superman was thought of, then they went with that. Batman v Superman was said to be the combination of two different scripts: Goyer's Man of Steel sequel and a solo Batman movie. Eventually, Chris Terrio would give it a rewrite. Now, it could also be possible that some of Goyer's Man of Steel two ideas made their way into Superman uh, sci fi Krypton show with dealing with Brainiac. Um. So, what do you think? Five part arc. If Zack Snyder had his way, I mean, according to this guy, who probably is as probably as pretty as accurate if he's worked on other things. You know, the more I think about this, the whole, the, the more I'm thinking. I wish Zack Snyder was still in the fold of of the whole thing. I mean, I know, I know, it's he's not making a lot of money apparently for for DC, which is sad. But the thing is, is that. I think now that they're changing the vision of the whole thing, I mean, they, they went with that. Obviously they, they, if this is, this is coming out from, from Jay Olivia, the fact that some, you know, somebody somewhere went, yeah, let's do a five part series, you know, like, like the suits up in, <coughs> up in Warner brothers, like was like onto this, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like a s- surprise. Like, like, no, we had no idea. Oh, it's five movies. No. no. Right. So, I mean, they, obviously they knew that there was a path because they wanted to they wanted to play the Avengers game is basically what it is or the or the Marvel Disney game. They wanted right. to play it in their own way. And it's right. just like and then, now you now you say it that way. It's like, well, that would have made better sense. Like now now that now that that it's like you, you gave us a, a roadmap now of going, well, this is how it's going to follow. You go, well, now that makes more sense. Like now I go, all right, because now I don't consider Man of Steel and Batman v Superman as like the next 
chapter in in the series or in the next right. part in the series, I thought it was like a completely different movie. Like when you get like a solo Captain America or solo Thor movie, and then you get the Avengers movie, you go, well, they had their own movies, and right. then you know they grouped together finally at the end. Like now that you get everybody together as a you know as a team, that's that's why that's what I was thinking they were doing with the whole be- the whole super DC. Uh, group was that that way it was going to be we're going to do a bunch of solo movies and then you know follow the same format right and then i kind of thought at some point they were like you know what that's not working you know what let's get them all together now because the avengers are real hot so let's get them all together now and then we'll tell their separate stories after right like and the, it was confusing all, and they gave you one point said well all those separate movies could be prequels yeah i mean technically wonder woman is a prequel to batman v superman it is you yeah, know right. because it's a hundred years before or almost hundred years um before you know, it's World War One. Yeah. So she About shows up. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So technically, it is a prequel story. Mm. Sure, Justice League isn't, but I mean, if you were to do a Batman story, it could be Suicide Squad movie. For all we know, um, is on the same timeline as Batman v Superman, right? Or right after. One might say it could bridge the gap between Man of Steel and Batman v Superman because. They mentioned what if Superman were to go rogue, we need a team. And then Amanda Waters goes, well, I, I have the perfect idea. And, and they, you see Batman in that. Like, mm-hmm. it could be, like, in a, in a sequential order. Yeah. Suicide Squad could be the movie that bridges the gap between Man of Steel and Batman, 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 Batman and Superman. Superman right. And then Wonder Woman bridges the gap between um, Wonder, uh, between Batman v Superman and Justice League because who's to say that the first writing of Bat- Wonder Woman didn't have a mother box in it. Right. You know, then you could have had that that gap between, oh, well, it's a prequel, but it's kind of a sequel because it does tie into Justice League, which deals with Darkseid. And, you know, like, maybe I, I do kind of feel like, you know, yeah, it did kind of go south. Maybe if the suits had a better vision, maybe they would have been able to kind of go, you know what, let's just ride I, this I, out. I just think the, the suit should have just... Stayed away. out of it. Yeah, walked they away should've... and let the artists do do their thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what they that's what Dizzy does, and it's working so far. You know. Uh, yeah, but uh, apparently, uh, one director is hoping that that it's all going to come to an end soon. Really? Yes. It's You'll great. just have to find that out on the bonus stuff. Oh. <laughs> I, that uh, news article uh. that I just came up to, with today, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting little thing. So I guess we'll have to have that as bonus material at the end of part two on our podcast. beat the hook so anyway thanks for listening to the show you can uh if you haven't already go to our facebook page geeksters and give us a like follow us on twitter at geeksters uh you can always catch the show the replay of the show um since you're gonna be on facebook and you want to hear the replay and the bonus material you can look at the about section and find us either on itunes tune in uh any podcast app or go to our wordswithgeeks.com website it has information about us about the the where you can find the show, obviously, and uh, you know anything else that we find interesting that we want to post, we can post it there as well. Um, so there's 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 that as well. So you don't don't. I mean, like we always skip over that. I mean, because you can actually even stream. Like if if you have a smartphone, you can go to wordswithgeek.com. It's it's a mobile website. You could stream them for free right off of our website. Sure, for free, nothing. Right. Yep. And uh, if you want to uh, contact. No, wait. <laughs> if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-S. See you next week, folks. Bye.
Dairy. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to part two. Um, well, as you know, I teased about a certain director hoping for Avengers fatigue. Yes. Would you like to take a guess on who that director might have been? Avengers fatigue. Yes. Hmm. Let's see. Um, Steven Spielberg. Close. James Cameron. <laughs> How's that close? <laughs> well, they both were filmmakers in the 80s. Yes, okay. <laughs> and they both made futuristic movies. Just James Cameron happens to be more of a dick. <laughs> All right. Really? Do go on. <laughs> well, um, as you know, he previously blasted Wonder Woman in the past. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what he said, just to kind of fan the flames a little bit. That's right. Um, he stated that he thought it, that the Wonder Woman was a step backwards. This is a quote. Yes, I'll stand by that. I mean, she was Miss Israel, and she was co- wearing a kind of bustier costume that was very form-fitting. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, Cameron said about Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. To me, that's not breaking ground. They had that. They had Raquel Welch doing stuff like that in the 60s. It was all in a context of talking about why Sarah Connor, what Linda what. Well, what Linda created in 1991 was, if not ahead of its time, at least a breakthrough in its time. I don't think it was really ahead of its time because we're still not giving women those types of roles. Right? All right. All right. I remember that. <sighs> I'm blowing the, the, the fire right. embers. Well, well, here's what he says. Um, while promoting his new docuseries, AMC Visionaries, James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction, James Cameron offers, he hopes, people get tired of the Avengers and Marvel movies. Okay. Quoting here again, I'm hoping we'll start getting Avenger fatigue here pretty soon, Cameron said, uh, via IndieWire, by the way. Okay. Not that I don't love those movie, the movies. It's just, come on, guys. There are other stories to tell besides hypergonadal males without families doing death-defying things for two hours and wrecking sittings in the process. It's like, oi. Cameron is known for his movies such as Avatar, Terminator 2. Um, so, I, I I don't know what else to kind of kind of kind of say other than I'm, I'm looking. I got a couple articles about this. I want to make sure that I got as much information as I could. Okay. So that maybe he will clarify more than just that. Um. And then Reed Cameron likes to see move likes to see movies, but really see something different come from the sci-fi genre. It's all well and good, but it seems as though he might not be taking his own words to heart, considering he's working on a Terminator movie and he's still we're still waiting on the Avatar movies. <laughs> I mean, is he really coming out with new ideas? <laughs> like, <laughs> just you know, you think about it, it's like, well, we need to take this episode for. I'm really, I hope really get tired of Avengers because you know we need more original stories. By the way. I'm having a new Terminator movie, and uh, my my long-awaited sequel to Avatar is coming out soon. <laughs> soon. So. Eventually. It's going to be original. In fact, <laughs> shit, I might as well bring this one up, too, since we're, <laughs> since we're talking about James Cameron. Just get it all out of here, because I'm kind of... He actually compared... Is comparing his Avatar sequels are Godfather-like. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... This is where I, I love how people like now that's this is the headline. Cameron says Avatar sequels are Godfather like and talks adventures. 
Okay. So according to Deadline, he said the sequels would be more like a family drama. <laughs> I love this. this is, okay, you have to listen very carefully because you're about to hear him make a statement and then reverse that statement within the same sentence. Okay. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. So it's The Godfather, period. Obviously a very different genre and a very different story, <laughs> but I got intrigued at the idea so that it really what it is. <laughs> I repeat that. So it's The Godfather. Obviously a very different genre and a very different story, but I got intrigued by that idea, so that's what that's really what it is. <laughs> he goes, it's a generational family saga, very different than the first film. Now it's in the same type of setting and the same sort of respect for the shock of the new that we want to show you things that not only that you haven't seen, but you haven't imagined. It's a continuation of the same characters, what happens when warriors are willing to go on a suicide charge and leap off cliffs, cliffs go to the backs of the big orange Turoks, grow up and have their own kids. And now these kids are in change makers. It's interesting. Everyone is either a parent or they had parents in the, in the very least. If you look at the big successful franchises, now they're pretty much uninterested in it. So this could be the seeds of utter damnation and doom for the project, or it could be a thing that makes it stand apart and continue to be unique. Nobody knows until you make the movie and put it out. Anyone who thinks that this is easy or, they're ju- or they are just printing money over there at the Avatar studio, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, they have to start printing money because how much fucking money does it take to get the movie to fucking be made? That's my question. I mean, it's like, come on. He keeps pushing the dates back. We have no idea when it's coming out. It gives us tentative dates, and it's bullshit because it's so far in the future. It's like... Well, is it like like you you, you kind of go is it and then you go do you really care at this point like like is it going to be that phenomenal of a, of a sequel that you're going to go oh my god I am so glad I waited this long for this movie well I mean okay here, here you go okay Avatar two and three both started filming on September twenty fifth twenty seventeen okay okay however Avatar two is coming to theaters December eighteenth twenty twenty so we still got two more years to wait for this thing. yeah. And then it'll be followed by Avatar 3 on December 17th, 2021. Yeah. So, and then then filming will begin on Avatar 4 and 5, which will be released on December 20th, 2024, and December 19th, 2025. Wait, 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 wait. So we're getting 20 and 21. And then 24 and 25. 25. So basically he's, he's filming Avatar 2 and 3 at the same time, and then after 2 and 3 are out released, he's going to start filming 4 and 5, which is going to... And then it's going to be... So by the time Avatar 5 comes out, it's going to be the year 2025. And he also did say that he won't make 4 and 5 if 2 and 3 aren't successful. Which, all right, I guess makes sense. Okay, I, 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 I But I want to give you this an idea that um, it, the first Avatar movie was released in 2009. 2009. Yep. And it does remain the highest grossing film worldwide with over $2.7 billion in the box office grosses. Um, I think, I think didn't Black Panther just pass that? I, c- I don't think so. Not yet. Two point seven billion, maybe not. It beat Titanic. Okay, all right. Stacy was just telling me that Titanic was uh two point one eight six billion. So it's possible that that it beat that. But I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Whew. Game over, man. Game over. I don't know. 
I, I kind of feel like, okay, 2025, like, but it, it's like the Godfather, but then it's not. <laughs> it's a very different genre and a very different story. Then it's different than the Godfather, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, that alone, I get it. Okay, it's a Godfather set in space, but if it's a different story than the Godfather, then it's not the Godfather. Don't compare it to the Godfather, James. Like, that's... Why don't you just make it and just? <laughs> yeah, why don't you just shut up, and make the movie, and, and send it out? Like I know you guys aren't printing money over there, but there's a mouse sitting in an office going, "Where the fuck's my movie?" You know, this guy. We I, I, I built you part of my park. Yeah. I took a piece of my park and made it Avatar Land for you, I, so you could so you could fucking make more money off this. I cut down on fucking production costs so you could film right in our backyard to do your Avatar too, right? No, you got to tell me you got to create the technology in order to film it and you didn't come to me I'm the guy who makes dreams happen <laughs> like him because me when he says Godfather like it's because he's got a mouse breathing out of his neck going I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse you're gonna get Avatar 2 and 3 coming out and then if not that does not make money what are you looking at I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the box office for Black Panther so that way right. you get an idea it is the fifth largest opening weekend in history. It crushed overseas sales product, uh, projections. Uh, challenges the industry innate notion that black pan black films don't travel. Uh, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. It passed Titanic to become the third highest grossing movie of all time in the U.S., behind Star Wars: The First Force, First Awakens and Avatar. Okay, so Avatar is still sitting at number one. Right. All right. And it means now that it's now the highest grossing film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. As well as the biggest movie, superhero movie of all time. All right. So there you go. So. James, James, James. Come here. Come here. Let me me, me tell you something. You can't make statements on something you don't have. If you don't got the movie, it don't make no sense. And you can't say people are going to, you hope that people are going to be tired of superhero movies. You know why? Because you have a science fiction movie that's coming down the pike that people might not be interested in. Not because it's a science fiction movie, because it's been over ten, almost ten years. It'll be eleven years. It'll be eleven years since your first movie came or 12 out. Twelve years, two thousand nine, two thousand eleven, eleven. Uh. Yeah, so it's like maybe that's the reason why you should be worried because your movie's eleven years old, and we have we're still waiting on a sequel. You know, yeah, people are, are loving the superhero movies, but you you better hope they get tired of it because people might, might not be interested in your movie, right? You know, it's. It's like, dude, and and then, and then you're going to make a Terminator movie in between that. If this bombs, they're not going to go James Cameron, the filmmaker. They're going to go James Cameron, the joke. I mean, it's going to be that yeah. thing that people eventually are going. He spent so much time in a Terminator that he didn't yeah. care about his other stuff. He's got the pens. He spent too much time in Titanic, <laughs> like too, you know, down down on the water. It's like if the new Terminator movie, you're right, doesn't make it, he's going to be like, well, no, he's not going to get funding whatever most money he needs for Avatar 2 or people are just going to be like, look, we just want a movie now. Here, how much money money do you need? Here's a check. I, we're not giving you the budget that you want and you're not going to do future technology. You're going to do technology that's out now. Fuck what's coming out tomorrow because clearly you're not going to... We're now afraid that this movie that you're making isn't going to make any money for us. Because he's making himself his, en- his own enemy is what yeah. it is. It's, 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 avoid, the more he talks... He is the Axl Rose of movies. Ooh... Uh, he's the guy who has to make sure that the movie's perfect no matter how long it takes and no matter how much money it takes and no matter how many times a band breaks up 
It's going to be the, I'm going to get a whole new people, and it's going to be the best time ever. Event, Avatar 2 is going to be awesome, and everyone's going to come out and go, we waited this long for this? Right. <sighs> You're lucky we were able to get, we were able to overlook the fact that the first Avatar is basically Pocahontas in space. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, you better come out with something good. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You better do something quick. And magical. To make everyone go, oh, that's why he's been away for so long. Because it's been nine years already, and we still haven't seen shit. I better see blue cats in my theater <laughs> swinging from chandelier to chandelier or by, by tails. I, I want tails in my face. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want them holographically projected into my house. <laughs> you know, that I can watch the movie in my house or just close my eyes, and there it is. It's what kind of future tech do you need, James? Yeah, like, like, like uh, what do you need? I mean, I was, I was, I was at Best Buy, like I said yesterday, and I was looking at TVs, and right. they have they have a new newer technology since I 4K. They have another piece of a technology, and it looks great, but you go, I'm still, I haven't got 4K yet. <laughs> like, right? It's 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 the idea. It's like James. It's it's like he's doing this this long con game of going. Oh no! I'm creating something that's going to be magical. It's something no one's ever seen. It's for my next movie. I got to create the technology before I can even actually start to film the movie. Because that's what he—that's what he kept saying was the fact that, well, in order to do what I want to do for the movie, I have to actually create the process first, and then use that process to make the movie. It's like, why can't you just? Oh no, we can't use what we already have. I mean, 3D's over. We got passe. It's passe. We got to think something else. We got to go bigger. But, you know, I but I have to create it first. It's like. We'll do it. Well, I am. Because George, George Lickens did it in the fucking 70s and 80s. And look how successful that was. He did a great job. And poof, he didn't take over a decade to get his Empire Strikes Back. Three years. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, you don't understand, Ed. This is going to be gorgeous. But it's beyond 3D. It's 3 double D. <laughs> you know? I want a pair of jugs hit me in the face. It's if right. that's what I have to see this movie. Blue cat titties wiggling in my face going what are you talking about like, no no you know look I'm going to put my tail in the back of your head and we'll be linked psychically now ooh <laughs> so. Cameron you better come up with something good because yeah, if that Terminator movie tanks you are fucking dead in the water there's yeah. no one's going to be like you know what we don't care now about Avatar 2 Stacey's like, speak for yourself. We're we're going. I don't care. It's hand puppets. It's like a blue sock just run across the camera. Look at me. No, no, Jake Sully. Jake Sully, I am the Avatar. The great part is he's doing a visual. I'm doing the visual. I'm talking like like through my voice. No, Jake Sully, I am a cat, blue cat Avatar. You know. No, you don't know nothing, Jake Sully. <laughs> like, I didn't, wait, what? You know nothing. Some blue socks just kind of goes by, and you know they borrow a, a, like a, a, a cut scene from <laughs> Game of Thrones, like a bunch of dragons and just flying on one. Hey, a sock on a dragon. <laughs> you can see Game the wires. Thrones, you know. <laughs> The explosions, like oh look, there's a car and it explodes, but it's like a little matchbox car, and it's like future tech. It's amazing. It's like you're really there, and you're like, 
Disney the, the sitting there going, we pumped in four billion fucking dollars and you got a matchbox car on fire and a blue sock on a dragon. He goes, if you try to light a matchbox car, that's hard to do. <laughs> that diet can doesn't, doesn't flame up as well as you think I, it does. I, God. I'm telling you, when that movie comes out, we better be walking out going, oh my God, I, I completely, like, I would have to be here and go, you know what? I'm just on, on behalf of Sean here at Geekers, like to apologize for the fact that we slammed Avatar 2. It is a masterpiece of beyond all epic proportion. It is the next Last Supper. <laughs> it is the Ten Commandments of the movies. That's it's, right. You know, it's the greatest story ever told. It's 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 better than Cats. It became a part of me. Like, it's <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> I painted myself blue in, in honor of James Cameron's Avatar 2. And for Avatar 3 coming out next year, we've all taken the pack to dress like blue cats. <laughs> we now decided to wear get blue tights and call everybody Jake Sully and look all confused. And I'm going to get myself a, a bat and we'll learn how to fly it. <laughs> and I sit on a bat and fly and I'm like, eh, look at me. <laughs> So I'm gonna walk around with a blue tail. My face is all blue. <laughs> Standing there, hi, hello, Jake Sully. Would you like to buy a video game? <laughs> what? He dressed like blue. So Avatar Two. He's converted now. Oh, I heard that was a good movie. Oh, it's not. It'll enlighten you, my my fair child. Nah, it's the new religion. It is the new religion. It is the Navid. <laughs> oh hell, the blue kitten. Meow. <laughs> All right, well, uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Geeksters here on our podcast version. But if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just start dropping out reading those apps. But, of course, while you're at it, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And as always, if you have any questions or comments or things you'd like to hear our opinion on, you can contact, you can start by contacting Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. And we'll see you next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.